welcome to the Powerful Personal Brand Podcast. I am your host, Claire Bond. Um, and on today's episode, I am very excited to be joined by Lori Hybe. Um, Lori is the founder of Keystone Click, a strategic digital marketing, marketing agency, and she has worked with Fortune 500 companies as well as micro business owners. Lori is also a podcast host, and I've been on her podcast, speaker, educator, and blogger. Uh, Lori, thank you so much for being here today. Well, I'm excited that you invited me to be on your show, Claire. Yeah, no, it, I, we had a fun conversation and I wanted to bring join you on my show um, and continue that conversation. So cool. digital marketing, I, I know that in my uh, in my you know office, we have a joke about like everyone always thinks there's an easy button. It's like even if they're not an expert, like they could be a finance expert or whatever expert, but they just think that marketing is easy because it looks easy. Do you find the same thing? Yeah, everyone thinks they can do it themselves. That's for sure that it is yes. easy, but the reality is, and that's, I love that you made sure you, to say strategic digital marketing. Yeah. I think that's the biggest point that people forget about is that you have to be strategic. Otherwise you're just making assumptions. Yeah. We right. all know what happens when you make assumptions. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, it's a crazy thing. Cause it's, yeah, the strategy behind it means so much. And I think that's like one of the biggest things. I mean, you could do it yourself, but a lot of times, you know, obviously somebody that knows what they're doing can just kind of get you straight there versus all of the testing and all of the crazy things of like this worked, this didn't work, this did, blah, 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 blah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I always just like, we always joke about it. We're always just like, oh, because it's so easy. It's so easy. It's magic. Yeah. Marketing. Well, I no mean, one, you think about doing it yourselves like, yeah, I could make a contract by going to Google and searching how to make a contract. But do I actually know if the language mm -hmm. is going to really protect me if there was a situation, you know, where for some whatever reason, a, a client wasn't happy or or a disgruntled employee, you know, something along those lines. I don't know yeah. that. I don't know what the strategic language is that's actually going to protect me. But right. Google could tell me something. And I think that's the same thing. You know, a lot of people just... Um, Google has a lot of amazing knowledge, but it's understanding that, um, you know, I've got uh, 20 years experience doing this and and I didn't just Google something and write an article about this is how you should do something. There's a lot right. of um, history and experience and wisdom and knowledge that goes into being strategic with anyone's mm -hmm. marketing activities. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually it's actually funny that that you mentioned that kind of doing a search because you can do a search on really how to do a lot of things, mm -hmm. and so yeah, it's yeah, not always the you you don't have the strategy behind it. And like you said, a legal contract, you know, maybe someone's a little more scared to jump into uh, you know a legal bi binding agreement if they don't have the right language in there. But the same thing goes for digital marketing as well because. If you don't know what you're doing, you could really waste a lot of money going down the wrong path. If you were literally on the wrong path and then you all of a sudden you hire an expert and they're like, yeah, I don't know why you did that. Because I would have never advised that. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes I mean, absolutely. you could just get just immediate course correction. When you're doing a strategy, what is like, what is the most important thing that you can think of that someone needs to think about when kind of developing a strategy? I mean, there's so many important variables, but I would say the biggest area that I see a lot of people very much ignore, especially when they're trying to do it on their own, is really understanding their customer. 
You mm-hmm. have to get inside of that ideal customer client, whatever you call them, um, that person's head and figure out what is the pain that they have that ultimately you are the solution to. And mm-hmm. most companies that I see that are DIYing it um, don't even think about that. They're just like, look at all these features or this is what I can do for you without really yeah. understanding um, what is it that's going to resonate with the customer. Right. I mean, it kind of goes back because I always say like personal branding isn't for you. It's personal, mm-hmm. but it's not for you. It's yep. for your ideal client. Mm-hmm. So the same thing goes for, yeah, your digital marketing strategy because they're very similar, right? It's yeah. Is it going to actually help somebody or is it kind of vanity, you know, just for vanity, right? If you want to yeah. create a blog that you want to create and do content that you want to create and hopefully it'll stick, then awesome do it. If you want to actually have an ROI, you need to actually know what is resonating. Um, and that is another, that's an interesting thing. Well, that's one of the things that people don't think about. Um, and it's so key. I, I yeah. could not agree with you more on that one. Um, and so is there any, is there anything else that people are kind of struggling with when you kind of start working with them as far as like building a strategy and things that they're really doing wrong? Well, I, everyone just jumps to the tactics. Which yes. is, you know, like, oh, there's, let's get on TikTok or Reels are really hot on Facebook right now. Or, you know, I'm going to buy some ads on Google without really even mm-hmm. thinking about, again, going back to the customer. Is that where your customer is spending their time? And yes. then what is the message that you're going to be communicating if you are investing your time and energy in that platform that's ultimately going to resonate with them? To a point that they first want to just follow you and hear more about you because they're not going to call you right away. I mean, mm-hmm. small chances that you're going to have an immediate conversion in the event they are just meeting you for the first time. So whether yes. it's a personal brand or a business brand, you have to start with brand awareness first before you're going to get any sort of conversion or lead generation happening. And I, I think that's another big mistake that people make is they just go straight for Here's the channel. Here's the message. Bye now without even establishing right. any sort of credibility or trust or value with that exactly. audience that they're trying to get in front of. Yes. Um, I, one of the things that people don't really understand is that you um, wh- like you, you know, this when you're doing ads like for Google, you have like the um, click through and then the view through rate, which mm-hmm. is they did other stuff and then went back to your website. So yeah. they opened up a tab and they're like, who is this person? And what are mm-hmm. they going to find? If you've done nothing to build that authority, they're going to be like, right. well, okay, now you've kind of put the, put it in my mind that I probably need that service. Now I'm interested and now I'm going to go somewhere else. So mm-hmm. ultimately go, not having a good strategy and doing ads can really drive people to your, to your competition because yeah, they see how you're exactly. not that great. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, and I find a lot of people come to us and they want to go straight for that lead gen. Um, we have a company right now that's got a trade show, uh, or a conference that they're attending in two weeks. So they want us to do a geocaching, you know, advertising campaign. I'm like, hold up, you know, have, have these people ever heard of you before? Mm-hmm. And you're just going to try to do some advertisements to get them, you know, for this short window of time. Like this should have been a six week, well thought out campaign to build up that, Um, brand awareness, that thought leadership and create some credibility and trust so that when they did see that you are attending this show, they realized that they're very much interested in having a 
conversation of some level with you, as opposed to just, you know, slap me in the face and come talk to me right away. <laughs> there's and that, that's where the, the strategy is so important, though, is yeah. that a lot of people are looking for that immediate result without thinking mm-hmm. about what are all the steps that need to take place to get to that actual conversion or result that you're trying yes. to, to have take place? I think one of the things that people kind of need to do because they're very focused on the ROI or I've got to get, you know, I didn't plan and now I need to get people to go see me at this conference because I put a lot of money into it and I could just waste it all. You know, think about how you purchase most people. Yeah. They don't think about that. They don't think about all the things I am a researcher. I will open up that extra tab. I always think about what I do and you need to step back and think about what you do and be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Lori, that's there. They're right. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's called the customer journey. You know, there's a lot of, there's so much, um, and Google has done so much research on this and that's why, you know, they're really big in, in, in most of these uh, digital channels on advertising, they'll even ask you, is this a brand awareness campaign? Is this a lead gen Mm -hmm. campaign? Is this a conversion? You know, like what is the purpose of the campaign? But they're doing that because they understand the significance of the customer journey. And you can't just mm-hmm. go straight to that conversion. You're going to be very unhappy with the results. But yeah, um, I, I, yeah, so Google, I've got a quick story. Sorry, Google's got this okay. really fantastic um, uh, research that they, they've done. And if you think about this journey, and, and I, I um, have the story of my own experience of buying a brand new vacuum, which is like, yeah, you make that purchase, what, maybe once every 15, 10, 15 years, I don't know. A few years back, it was, we needed a new vacuum. I had no idea, you know, there's so many things out there. There's the robot vacuums and then like the ones that, you know, can do carpet and hardwood and the ones that are mm-hmm. pets. And like, I had all these things that I'm just considering. So what do you do? You go to Google, you type in what are the best vacuums? And then you start watching some videos. Like, is it actually doing what it says it's going to do? You're reading this pros versus cons, you know, the shark versus the Dyson type articles. And then um, you go to social media and you say on Facebook, hey, I got to buy a new vacuum. What do you all recommend? You know, and Facebook even has that tool like seeking recommendations for and people Mm. are throwing in all their inputs. Um, And all of this is taking place before I even made a decision on what vacuum I was going to end up buying. And then randomly I was in the store one day and the shark happened to be on sale. So I actually made the purchase in the store without that, that was not the specific intention that I had when I went to the store that day. But this was probably mm-hmm. about six months worth of my yeah. searching, researching experience. And people don't realize that, mm-hmm. you know, you just, if I just typed in vacuums and there was a, an ad to buy now, I wouldn't have purchased it right away because I had to do all of this research before I came to the conclusion that that was the one that I wanted to purchase. And, and, the vacuum has a very low price point in comparison yeah. to like a high ticket sale item that, mm-hmm. you know, oftentimes these clients want to sell multi, you know, thousands of dollars. You're just like, do you not see the difference that someone's going to research the vacuums and all this kind of stuff? And yeah, like you want to make sure it's going to fit your needs and that kind of thing. So yes, we, we, I did the vacuum purchase. I, I did that in <laughs> 2020. Yeah. That, it was a, it was a big deal. It didn't take me that long because I had a need and so I needed to get sure. it soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, we, 
we have a lot of stairs. So we did the, the <laughs> Dyson that you can hold with your hand. Cause I was like, nice. I'm not going to be lugging anything up and down stairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it depends on your need. Yeah. So very, very key. Well, so I want to know um, what your thoughts are on how important competition is into building a strategy. Do you yeah. look at the competition, what they're doing, what works, what doesn't? Yes, absolutely. And I, I, I'm always hesitant to talk about that because I, I'm not advocating to like compare yourself from like, well, they're doing better than we are. They're bigger than, you know, they have more followers than we are. Don't look at it from that perspective. What it, you have to first understand that customer because what's important when you start looking at your competition is really figuring out are they actually going after that same ideal customer that I'm pursuing? Because oftentimes just because it's the same end deliverable does not mean it's the same target customer that you're going for. The mm -hmm. other thing um, that's really important to, again, knowing your customer, where are they hanging out online? What is the message that's going to connect and resonate with them? If you evaluate your competition and figure out where the holes are or their weaknesses are, those quickly become great opportunities for you to get in front of that um, that audience a lot faster to establish that trust, that leadership, that authority with that ideal customer that you want to get in front of. Yeah, I feel like a lot of times people don't. I mean, um, I remember a, a business coach that I worked with was saying, like, if you don't have competition, like you really don't have competition, should you really you need to really reevaluate whether you want to jump into that pool? <laughs> like, yeah, there could be a reason why yeah. no one else is there. Um, so that's number one. Then the second thing is a lot of people are like, oh no, no, they're not, that's not my competition. Or they'll get very upset because they think mm. that, that, yeah, that somehow you're comparing or apples to apples or this kind of thing, but you have to understand what's going on around you, um, in order to, yeah, like, you know, if you're going to buy a house, don't you want to know about the neighborhood first? <laughs> don't sure. you want to know like some information? Like we live in, we live in uh, Los Angeles and before we bought our house, we actually did a, ge we had a geologist come and do a geology report. There oh, are earthquakes. Cool. You need to do some research. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's so much stuff that goes into strategy that people don't ever think about. And if you, mm -hmm. you know, if all of a sudden all that you know that people are doing searches on like YouTube and none of your competitors are on YouTube, just like you said, that is a great opportunity for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just so, so kind of think about it in a different way. Um, instead of it being kind of this negative thing of like, Oh, my competition, I'm going to copy them. It's bad. Um, so are there, so what is like the biggest, are there any other like big mistakes that people are doing when they're, when they're marketing themselves, they're doing it all by, all by themselves. Do we miss anything? Uh, when, when they're doing it themselves, um, I mean, there's a three buckets. It's really understanding your core messaging and what makes you different from everyone else. And I think there's too much, too many people that just say like, I could just say, oh, we're a web development company, you know, mm -hmm. but there's a million web development companies, you know, getting really clear on what it is that you do and who you do it for. But most importantly, what is that benefit that that person or company or entity is going to get by engaging you? what you do, who you do it for, and what the benefit is from that. So I think getting really clear on yourself, getting very clear on that audience and, um, and understanding your competition are kind of the three buckets or pillars that I like to take a look at. Yeah. Uh, kind of along those lines, one of the things that I see people do wrong is like, 
they will either be so niche. I mean, so specific to that, like the, the coffee they drink in the morning kind of thing. And you're like, wow, why, why would you narrow it down that much? And then you have people that are just like, oh, I do it all. Mm -hmm. They kind of look at like Gary V and some of these yeah. people that literally look like they do everything. And you're like, what well, do you see? When he started out, he started out with wine. He yep. did not yep. do everything. <laughs> yeah. Do you yep. find people, what I, I find that's a lot. If you're kind of like, uh, there's, there's a sweet spot in the middle. Yeah. Well, when it comes to personal branding, what I think is really important is getting clear on what you want to be known for. Yeah. So a lot of people, um, and my, my definition is really a personal branding is the, the perception that you're, that you're trying to get from other people. Like really, how do you want, when someone says, um, you got to talk to Claire, what was it that was spoken beforehand before, you know, so that that was top, you were top of mind, you know? So mm -hmm. when someone says, I need to be more strategic with my digital marketing, I want that person that's having that conversation to say, you have to talk to Lori Hybe. You know, mm -hmm. that's, that's, I want to make sure that the messaging that I'm putting out there for my brand is I'm having control over how people are perceiving me. And you have to look at what you post on social media, what you talk about, what you write about, you know, what's on your website and evaluate all those components and make sure that does everything that I'm pushing out there align with how I want to be perceived. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Um, I, I'll quote this because I think I've quoted this before, but I, I thought it was brilliant. Um, again, Gary V. I saw something where some guy was like, you know, I want to be an expert in X. How do I do that? <laughs> Gary's like, a lot of people think I'm an expert in many things, but I never told people I was an expert. Mm -hmm. I just started sharing information and people said I was an expert yep. because I helped them out. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of the difference. Um, sometimes mm -hmm. you'll find your expertise just by sharing and being out there and doing sure. something or, or something, uh, uh, you know, opportunity will open itself up while you're kind of putting yourself out there. Um, yeah. So I, I find that sometimes people are, don't really understand who their target is and sure. what they want to be known for. That's like, cause they're, they're kind of a similar thing. Cause you have, I might want to be known for, I don't know. We literally had someone that was like a literally a Guinness, he was like a Guinness pogo stick. Or I don't know, like what yeah. those, I don't know what it was. Something that was like pogo stick person or something. And that's what he wanted to be known for. I'm like, oh, I mean, is there, there even a market for that? Like you have to sometimes understand like what you want and what is the reality doesn't always go together. And yeah. so <laughs> your, your sweet spot is really the intersection of, you know, your expertise that are unique of what others are offering in alignment with what that customer base is seeking. You know, that's it. Oh, yeah. Spot. The, like that would be the triumvirate yeah. of all yeah. of those things. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. Say that again. I want to I, I want to. Like, <laughs> no, I love that. It's basically so there's, you know, the third component of that is, is your competitors. So it's, what is your brand? What is, what are all the things that you are really, really good at and that you want to be known for? What is it that your ideal customer is seeking, but really the hole at the bottom is what your customer, your competition does not offer. So the sweet spot mm -hmm. is a combination of your brand yeah. and your customers and kind of that little section, right. your, that little not, your competition, the colors not even would... in it. Yes. Yeah. yeah I a love very that. visual, you know, pretty colors and fonts and everything that hopefully <laughs> one day Lori, will be created. I that. swear <laughs> like, no, that is like, 
I love that so much. I'm literally, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go talk to um, my co-founder because that's kind of one of the things that we're trying, that we have tried to kind of like mm-hmm. pin down how to say it. You just said it. Do you mind if I tell other <laughs> people that? I'll, t- I'll tell sure. them that you said it. <laughs> but I love that. That is like, yeah. li- that is so, wow. Thank you. Because, you know, sometimes it, just talking about, I, I could, we both can get jazzed about digital marketing and all this kind of For stuff. Sure. But um yeah, just sometimes having conversations with someone that knows what they're doing, you're just like, oh, yes, that was it. That's what I've been trying to articulate, but couldn't mm-hmm. actually articulate. And I love that. And we can put a visual with it. I see it. I see it. I love it. <laughs> good, good. That's like, no, that's that's so smart. And I think um, it's it's such a smart thing because I think that's like such a key. So those are the three things that people are really missing um, because they, they just want to get out there and do it. You have people that are like frozen by thinking of the strategy and the analysis and all the things they need to do, the analysis paralysis people. And then yep, you have people sure. that are just like, I'm just going to jump in because I'm an expert. <laughs> and you're like, again, there's a, there's a sweet spot in there. There is, there is. I mean, that's, I always say if you're, if you're not being strategic, you're just throwing darts in the dark and, you know, it's kind of the, the spray and pray method. Hopefully mm-hmm. something will stick. Who knows? Um, but yeah, the analysis paralysis, I see a lot of people like, oh, I, I know I got to do this. And, uh, but I just, you know, I'm like, well, what are you waiting for? I mean, at, at the very yeah. least, you know, if you have confidence that this is the right path for you to pursue, then do it. And then if you find right. out that it wasn't working, well, then you stop and you make adjustments and you go down a different path. That's, yeah. that's how you move forward. I, um, it was actually funny is we have talked to many real estate agents and I feel like real estate agents are kind of the, the most reluctant group to do full on strategic digital marketing because they're like, yeah. well, not everyone's doing it and all these kind of things. So anyway, so it was funny. We we're driving around on a Saturday around LA um, and we're, if, if you don't know, like the, the I mean, LA is huge. So we literally we're like, you know, 45 minutes in this direction. And I see uh, one of those little stands for an open house with this guy and literally his photo is like, if anyone can see it, kind of peeking out like this. So it's so like 80s and 90s. Like no yeah. one sits there and goes like, like, yeah. is it straight? <laughs> yeah. You know, who's like, so anyway, sorry if, if you can't, if you're listening to this, I talk, I'm the, the photos that where the person kind of comes off to the side. It's just very creepy. Don't do that straight up and down. That's where we need to be. Um, and so, and then it was black and white. So it looked, it was so 80s. It was so 80s. It was so bad. And so that was the photo that he had on this real estate sign. And you're, and then when we drove up to our neighborhood, all of a sudden I saw the sign again. I'm like, that guy, that, that's the guy. And like, you see him everywhere, but you're just like, does anyone go and see this guy? He's literally 30 to 40 years older and be like, what are you doing with this awful photo? Just be yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, we, another thing that's so crazy is we tell people like, this is what you need to do. I will tell you exactly how you have to do it. it just please, please do it. Mm-hmm. No. We had someone that just says, you know what? I'm just going to go get a bus billboard instead. And you're like, yep. that's exactly what you shouldn't do. Yep. Yep. Oh, I've, I've so, had many, many of those encounters where. God, um, I'm just like, you, I literally am telling yep. you exactly what you need to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please just do it. No more buying billboards and no more 1980s photos that are black and white when your head's peeking out like this. Don't do it. Be yep. authentic. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, people but, can, I always, I always say this, people can smell fake. I mean, oh, if you're not being authentic, 
um, you know, people can smell, see right through that. And yeah, it's not going to help you. It's going to hurt you. That's for sure. It really, really will. Yeah. And just like you're saying with the, with the group that wants to get in front of people to do, do this conference, you can mm-hmm. tell when someone just wants a sale or a mm-hmm. something like it just doesn't mm-hmm. feel you're like, mm, I don't know. Something's off. Yeah. So even totally. if it's a business, personal brand, it doesn't matter. People just, they get a gut feeling. They'll do their research. Um, yeah. That whole experience, that customer experience has to be there. I think that's one of the things that you just cannot overlook anymore. Do you agree? Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. You have to understand that journey and you have to make sure that you're part of every stage of that journey. And that's where the experience that you're providing from a, um, educational standpoint, entertaining standpoint, you know, um, I'm just adding value and, and building that relationship so that ultimately there's trust to a degree of, I'm ready to do some business with you or refer you some opportunities because you've established so much trust with me. Um, you can't just take that for granted and it's not mm-hmm. going to happen overnight. There's, yeah. there's too many shiny objects that are out there. You know, everyone's schedules are jam packed and, and they're not, if it's a one and done ad, you know, they drive past the billboard or the bus stop or whatever, or they see the ad once cause you only put it up for three days, you know, and, and, it's not going to close because it no. is a, just a, it's a snippet of time that they're seeing it amongst a gazillion other things that are, you know, flashing in front of everyone's eyes. But if you're yeah. building this over time and being a part of that, that journey and that experience with them, that's when your name's going to start to stay in their head. You're going to be top of mind. So when the pain gets so strong that they have to make a decision, you're the one that they're, they're thinking of. Mm-hmm. And so where do you see kind of the future of digital marketing going? What, what direction do you see it going? Oh boy, that's a big loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, there's a, I, there's so many different ways to answer that. I think from a tactical perspective, video is just going to continue to kill it on so many different levels. Um, from a content production perspective, um, really leveraging artificial intelligence is really going to become mainstream um, I think more and more brands are going to start to realize that, you know, there's technology out there that can figure out what is the me- the message that's ultimately going to resonate with my audience. And they're going to start creating social posts and blog posts and producing content, um, leveraging artificial intelligence, which I think is quite fascinating. Um, Interesting. And a lot of personalization. So, you know, instead of sending your newsletter to your mega list that says the same thing to everyone. It's really being smart and being, um, you know, segmenting the message because you have, you know, one, one segment of clients that are interested in your, your X offering and another group of clients that are, that engage you because of why. So continue that message around those paths. You know, you can do a little cross promotion, but being really focused on, and crafting a message, it's ultimately going to resonate with that specific customer. You're going to engage mm-hmm. them further. And I think that's where there's more, more of that personalization and um, automa- automation that's coming into play. I want to love to, to talk a little bit more about the, the AI aspect mm-hmm. of it, because that's definitely something that I don't have a ton of knowledge about. So what, what, tell me a little bit more about it. It can help you craft your social posts. Oh yeah. I mean, really surprised. There's tons of content that's being produced right now all through AI. There's images that are being produced through AI. Um, I mean, it's, it's been machine learning has been going on for quite some time. So why not 
add it to the marketing industry, especially yeah. something where we have this mega database of information, you know, the World Wide Web, basically, um, that can be scrubbed and, and understanding, uh, you know, the, the type of person, the, the tone of the message, the challenges that they're facing. And, and you know, uh, we're, we're testing some technology right now that, that's crafting blog posts for people. So, you know, instead of taking five to 10 hours to research and write a, a blog post, um, you know, we can we can put in the inputs within the technology and and have a 80 percent of the way done post in like 45 minutes. Interesting. Do you do you find that is are they are these AI things more personal or less personal? Because, I mean, I think of computers and I kind of feel like less personal. It doesn't it feels robotic. I, it's becoming more and more personal. I think the really? technology is above and beyond what most people are even considering right now. And I mean, a lot of people are using AI without even realizing it's AI. If you're, if you're in mm -hmm. Gmail and you're writing an email, then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, it's going to finish the rest of my sentence. For I know. Me. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's, that's creepy. what that is. It is creepy, yeah. but it's like, well, it's so okay. It just saved me, you know, another 10 seconds of typing. Um, yeah. you know, so there's, there's so many things that we're, we're doing in, in everyday activities that just kind of added little features and bells and whistles to tools that we don't realize are our AI. So there's so much stuff out there that it, I don't know if it's fake or not, but like Apple is trying to roll out something to, you know, for your privacy and like all these companies are saying for your privacy, it could be smoke and mirrors. I'm not really sure. Um, I do find privacy to be a concerning issue, um, <laughs> but I do know that you kind of give up some privacy to have a lot of free technology, right? You, if mm -hmm. you pay for things, you shouldn't, they shouldn't be, um, you know, gathering all of your information, hopefully. Uh, but do you think that some of these, these privacy things are going to hinder some of this AI or is it kind of? I, I don't think it's going to hinder it. I don't think no. the two are, are connected, actually. I mean, because there's so okay. much information that's public out there already. I mean, it's 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 writing. It's you're giving inputs into like the tone. You know, is it friendly or is it informative or is it mm -hmm. strict? You know, and, and that's just the language that it's crafting the message um, based on, you know, what AI has learned about tone and emotional. Well, I mean, I was, when you said that, I was thinking of even Grammarly. Grammarly does it like, you know, like this message is very happy. And you're like, thanks, Grammarly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I feel like you gave so many tips. So I don't want to stump you. But do you have like a like three tips that you want to make sure that people do when they're doing their own digital marketing? First and foremost is really understand your customer. I think that is so important. And that even includes like ask them questions. You know, don't be afraid. If you've got a good relationship with them, ask them, why did you decide to work with me? Hey, what social channels do you hang out, hang out um, on or, or what podcasts do you listen to? And it doesn't even have to be related to, to business. It's just understanding where they spend their time. And mm -hmm. that is so important. The other um, the number two, I would say, is um, don't do your website on your own. Please don't do that. I find so many solopreneurs and small businesses, they spend so much time researching, trying to figure it out. And then at the end of the day, hundreds of hours are put into this and they're completely dissatisfied with it because it's not doing anything for them. 
And the main reason it's not doing anything for them is because they weren't strategic in the structure and the messaging of the site. And that is so important. Um, the third thing is, and it's something that we, we talked about already as well, is just be very clear on how you want others to perceive you or your brand. It's so important to make sure that you're living, you're speaking, you're publishing content that resonates with how you want to be perceived. Those are my three top tips, I'd say. Those are great. Uh, th Lori, thank you so much for, for being here. I feel like there, we just like, it was, it was fun because it was fun to be like, have you had this experience? We're able to share um, yeah, kind of like you know, stories of, of being in the trenches. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Oh, super fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So where can someone find, find you? All right. So um, I'm super active on LinkedIn. Just look for Lori Hybe. You'll find me right away. Uh, KeystoneClick.com is um, uh, my business website and you can fill out the contact form there and, uh, and I'll, it'll get to my inbox eventually. But those are the best two ways. Um, I've got the podcast, Social Capital Podcast as well. Um, and that's distributed on, you know, all the mainstream podcast channels. Awesome. And um, we'll make sure to have those links in the description box. Um, so again, thank you, Lori, so much for being here. Um, a great conversation. And thank you for listening and watching. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye.